Welcome to the Ellensburg Rodeo Podcast. We are in the bullpen with the Ellensburg Rodeo Directors. Now here are your hosts, Kerry Clift, Paul Woodside, and John Murrow. Welcome, everybody. Ellensburg Rodeo Podcast number six. And today we're going to cover everything that goes on for Monday Rodeo. We have some special guests here with us tonight at the table. We'll start with our Royal Court. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves, please? Yeah, I am Sydney Price. I'm your 2022 Ellensburg Rodeo Queen, and I am super excited to be here. Hello, everyone. My name is Raylene Alea. I'm your 2022 Ellensburg Rodeo Princess, and I am also super excited to be here. Perfect. We we appreciate you being here tonight. So we're gonna learn a lot about what you what you do. So we also have the rodeo uh, royal court director in the room with us, Julie Verdon, and our Ellensburg rodeo board president, Brian Trudowski. Good evening, everyone. And top hands representative Kendra Sturkel. Welcome. So thank you for being here tonight. First of all, today's podcast is brought to you by the McGregor Company. The McGregor Company serves growers in Washington, Idaho, and Oregon with seed crop inputs, equipment, research, and advice needed to raise healthy, sustainable crops. If you're interested in sponsoring one of our podcasts, please contact us at ellensburgrodeo.com. All right, so let's jump right into it. This is, uh, this is something that I finally figured out. I'm the one that's been talking all this time, so I finally recruited some folks to talk for me. So I'm going to let the Ellensburg Rodeo Royal Court take care of everything that's going to go on Monday. So can you break it down for us? Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Um, so Monday we start with the fair. Our Kittitas County Fair opens at 10 a.m. And one of the big things this year is you're going to see a lot of decorations around the barns and different clubs. This year the fair theme is horns, hides, and carnival rides, and they will be judged and voted on, and they will get awards for those. Within our fair, we have our all-around livestock showmanship, which takes place at 10 a.m., and at 4 p.m. is our award ceremony. Which is super fun, and then they also will announce the next year's fair theme. The fair board will come together and present that to all the club members so they could start thinking about the next year to start decorations. And our carnival rides open at noon, and the fair closes at 6 but throughout that day, the most exciting thing that we are excited for is at 11.45 is our final. So our top athletes are going to be competing to find out who's going to be crowned. Perfect. So will you be at the fair during the f- when the fair is open? Yes. Can people find you at the fair? Yeah, of course. We okay. will be there all day on Friday hanging out. And then we are there from August 31st until Monday, September 5th doing all kinds of activities, so I'm sure you'll pass us at some point. And don't be afraid to approach us, and if you have a question about an event or a question about what we do, don't be afraid to approach us and even ask for an autograph, or if you have any questions about what's happening, we're very welcome to help you. Once rodeo starts, where can fans find you? I mean, I know you're going to be around, but where, where can they find you? Well, when rodeo starts, right when rodeo starts, I'll be in the arena, so I'll see you all, and I'll be waving from my horse. Um, but we also, b- right before, we have our fan zone where we will be before and after rodeo before every day. Okay, perfect. So, <clears throat> we, 
real quick, we um, we missed this in other podcasts, and we wanted to bring this up. Uh, Kendra, can you tell us a little bit about folks visiting the Yakima Nation Indian Village? Oh, absolutely. We have a schedule of events that's posted throughout the fair and also at the entrance to the rodeo encampment. We have approximately 45 teepees and about 156, 160 uh, elders and children that are staying there for the entire week. And uh, they have various activities. They do, you can catch them over at the fair side at exhibition dancing on Saturdays and Sundays at 1.30 at the park stage. So I highly recommend you catch that. It is very Very educational, and you get to see them in their beautiful regalia. Um, We also do a powwow uh, competition dancing, all ages from zero, you know, babies to, you know, elderly, uh, 90 and above. So it is a very... And it's, it's open to the public, so please, you know, you'll hear the drums starting probably at the last bull that comes out of the chute, and we try and get, uh, you know, partic- spectators come into the village and uh, check us out. So about at around 2.30 or so, uh, we do put out uh, uh, exhibits, and people are able to ask questions uh, if they ask to look in the the teepees and how they set them up to stay there for the weekend and just a lot of different things that uh, I highly encourage. It's very educational and uh, a fun, fun area. Yeah. So please check it out. And to wrap up uh, the day's events before we get in and dive into finals itself with Brian, uh, don't forget about behind the shoots, uh, curve van meters playing from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. So please come see curve van meter play. All right, let's circle back to Ellensburg Rodeo Royal Court, and let's um, let's let our listeners know about what you do, um, some history, what is Royal Court, what is the purpose, and give us some background, please. Absolutely. So our rodeo started in 1923, and when it started, we started with a queen and two princesses, and every year since that, we're in, you know, 99 this is our 99th year um we have had royalty that are ambassadors for our rodeo and share the support and love for the community and the sport of rodeo in general and like sydney was saying they're ambassadors for the rodeo so one of the biggest things that the royal court itself do is they promote the allensburg rodeo wherever we go parades rodeos if we go out in the community and help with events and social events and one of another thing we do is we help we help connect the fans to the rodeo because a lot of people who go to rodeos don't know about rodeos like they don't know what team roping is or tie down roping they don't know the rules and so we as ambassadors educate people on the sport of rodeo so then they understand it and are able to enjoy it more okay so where have um what have you done this year and when did you start Well, we started in January with our coronation, and that's our tryout process. And basically, since January, we've been hard at work promoting Ellensburg. And we've done parades, and we have gone to our Hall of Fame and done activities with them. And we travel around (coughs) to rodeos. We still have a full schedule even after Ellensburg. We're still going around and promoting for the following year. And every opportunity that we get to just get the Ellensburg name out and support rodeo as a sport, we're there. 
Okay, so you've been a lot of places this year. Would you agree? Yes. yes. What uh, What are some of your best memories so far this year that you might have? Maybe a place, particular place you've been to, an event, a city, a rodeo. Uh, one of my favorite memories was at the Cleveland Roundup. I taught a little girl how to rope. Okay. With the little with the dummy, and we went head to head, and she beat me twice. <laughs> so that was. That was fun. I was like, well, at least she learned it, and right. she beat me. But that was a really fun memory, and she had a lot of fun with that. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. We get lots of opportunities like that, but I'd have to say my favorite is not only do we get to see amazing athletes compete and we follow them on the road, we get to see other queens and other ambassadors for rodeo and get to meet them and travel with them, and we create a special bond, and it's like, oh, hey, like, good to see you again. Okay, good. So... You know, we are around you a lot, and we know you, but uh, your fans and listeners really don't. So can each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Absolutely. So um, I'm Sydney Price. Like I said, I go to Central Washington University here in Ellensburg. I am an elementary ed major, so I want to be a kindergarten teacher. That is my dream. My passions are kids and animals. That's what I enjoy doing, and anything that revolves around that, you'll find me there. Um, I work at a daycare, so I get to hang out with babies all day, and then when I'm off, I'm on my horse. Okay, so I'm Raylene. I'm 18 years old, and I just graduated from Ellensburg High School. So I am going to Spokane Community College, and I apply. I want to apply for the Diagnostics Ultrasound Program. So that's super exciting. And one really thing about me is I was born with a hearing loss, and I wear hearing aids. And I am completely deaf on my left side. And so if you approach me on my left and I don't turn to you or look to you or even respond to you, it's because I don't know you're there and I can't hear you. So don't worry. You just what I what I tell my parents, I'm like, just throw something at me. I'll you'll get my attention eventually. But I I like to do events and I do 4-H and Wasset. So I, that's that's about me. Can you tell us a little bit about the process to become? On the rail court, what do you have to go through? What do you have to do? How, how does someone do that? It's a lot of dedication mm-hmm. and time, especially the knowledge part, because that's one of the main things we do is educate people. Um, studying is a really big thing. Yeah, and obviously um, there's different components to being on court. Um, horsemanship is a huge one, and knowing the sport of rodeo, knowing our competitors, and then knowing the Ellensburg community. That's what we represent. Along with rodeo, Ellensburg is what provides us with everything that we have. And so it's a great opportunity, and you just have to be dedicated and willing to try. You don't have to be perfect at everything, but coming in with just the head, like the headspace to want to try and be willing to do whatever, whatever opportunities are passed your way. So if I was to apply for Royal Court, which I probably wouldn't get accepted, what's the process? <laughs> what... Run me through the process. There's there's a couple parts of the process. So I think the first process is getting your family into it and like know because you have want a support system. Like I know my when I told my family, my dad was like, "You're not running." He's like, "It's not happening." It took a while, but then he eventually got on board, and then it was because it was really nice because they helped me study, they helped me prepare, and so I think <laughs> the first process is acknowledging the fact that you want to run and understanding what it takes and talking to people and asking past royalty questions because then they can help inform you of what is to come and what to expect. And then I guess the next process is 
we're going to start. So your first thing to do, if this is really something that you're wanting to do, is fill out an application. Our applications are due November 1st. So if you have any questions, you can call the rodeo ticket office, and they would love to answer anything. Or if you find us walking, we would love to help with any questions. But if you're thinking about it, just fill out your application, get it in by the 1st of November, and then you'll learn everything you need to know from there. Okay. And then once you, once you get accepted, say, you, say um, 10 people get accepted, mm-hmm. then what happens? So that is when we go into coronation, which is around January. So the tryout process and the coronation take place throughout two days. So you'll do horsemanship, a knowledge test, personal interviews, you'll do speaking, modeling, and then at the end of that two days is when your court will be crowned. And then from that year, the rest of the year, that's the new royalties year. So there's, it sounds crazy, but it's totally worth it. Great opportunity. And it's not as intimidating as it sounds. It's really a fabulous process. And how old do you have to be? 18 to 22. 18 years. Okay, 18 to 22. Perfect. So we have uh, about three weeks left till rodeo. until rodeo. And do you have anything on the schedule between now and then? Yeah, this weekend. So Saturday and Sunday will be in OMAC. And then the following weekend, Moses Lake. And then Kennewick. And then we start with all our fun Rodeo events, we do rodeo ground cleanup, and we have our kickoff breakfast, and our Hall of Fame banquet and auction is at 5 p.m. at Spirit, Spirit Therapeutic Riding, and that is a great opportunity to support our Hall of Fame and do donations and come hang out with some really great people. Perfect. Is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know about, about Royal Court? We hope to see you. We're super excited for rodeo this year. I think we're about 20 days away, so mm-hmm. we cannot wait. And please come and say hi to us. Don't be afraid. We promise. We'll, we'll be like, oh, yes. Look for, and then also don't forget to say hi to other royalty. That will also be at our rodeo, too. Yeah, so we hope to see all kinds of royalty at the fan zone. Mm-hmm. And so don't forget about the fan zone when you enter uh, from the Western Village into the rodeo area. It's to the right. So as soon as you walk in, keep your eyes out for their smiling faces there. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you. And uh, we appreciate you uh, telling us about everything that we can do on Monday, September 5th. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. So, Mr. Trudarski, would you like to jump into the day of rodeo finals and everything that's involved with that and help our listeners uh, just learn about maybe the events? Mm-hmm. And this is the end. This is the best of the best have made it to this point, and tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So thanks, Paul, for having me here. Monday finals, in my mind, makes one of the things that makes the Ellensburg Rodeo so special. There's a lot of cool things about our great rodeo, but the fact that we have a finals event that's a culminating event across the entire week for the contestants is phenomenal. That's somewhat rare. Most people don't realize when you go up and down the rodeo trail and you go to a lot of rodeos, most of them are not allowed to have a finals or just can't logistically have a finals with their calendar and the way cowboys go up and down the road to get to as many rodeos as they can in a given weekend. It's just tough. So in general, through most of the spring and summer, a lot of the rodeos don't have a finals. There are some that do, But Ellensburg, because we're on a three-day weekend, right, we have that Monday slot that's just kind of unique and special. So we're able to create a format where 
the Cowboys and the Cowgirls throughout the week, starting with Slack, which I know you guys covered earlier this and uh, some other podcasts, but through throughout Slack as well as all of the weekend, they're competing and fighting for the right and the privilege to come to Ellensburg on Monday. A lot of times the Cowboys, you know, they're making business decisions about their travel schedule, and they don't really want to go back to the same community twice. It's double expensive. Yes. But for Ellensburg, they do it with a smile on their face. They're happy to come back to Ellensburg on Monday because we put up a tremendous amount of money. There's a lot of money to be won, and it's a big, big kickstarter into that last push to make it to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, right? The Cowboys have to be in the top 15 in the world to be able to qualify for that rodeo in December. The season ends at the end of September, so we are really kind of that last kick into the season, and given the amount of money that we put up and is available on the Monday finals, they come back to Ellensburg on Monday with a smile on their face. Brian, can you tell us a little bit about why, uh, one of the reasons why the Cowboys stick around, and that's that's payout, right? That's that, Absolutely, Paul. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, the... The amount of money that Cowboys leave the Kittitas Valley with uh, last year was over $700,000 left into the various Cowboy and Cowgirl pockets across the rodeo, our PRCA events, our Extreme Bull event, and the various team roping events that we had across the week. You know, we're just chuck full, and I know you guys are again covered a lot of those events in previous podcasts, but last year in 2021, the amount of payout that really puts us in and around the top 10 allowed us to to cut checks to cowboys and cowgirls for over $700,000. That's a tremendous amount of money that we're thrilled to be a part of. As far as the rest of Monday, yes, it, uh, it, they, the competitors, we bring back the top 12 competitors in each event, so they had to earn their way back in there, and then we will run it in a kind of a championship format where the 12th person will start that event off, and it'll go all the way down to the, the person coming in with the number one hole so they know what score they need to get or the time they need to get to win to win that event so from a PRCA perspective that's how things will kind of line right out and when that event is over and we know the champion we will honor that champion in the arena we'll announce it they'll get a they'll get a a loop and a lap around the arena on horseback we make a big deal about it and then those event winners will go across to, uh, into the uh, Western Village where they'll get all of their awards and prizes and they'll get to meet some sponsors. And, and in addition to the payout check that they get, they get a lot of really cool prizes and awards for winning Ellensburg and going down into, into history, if you will. Do you think, Brian, that uh, in this day and age, uh, the popularity of rodeo is increasing? I mean, we talked about yesterday at a meeting about the, the numbers of contestants yeah. How do you how do you see this year and are you able to talk about those numbers at all to let people know? The, yeah, participation the numbers. Is, yep, participation numbers is uh is at an all-time high for the PRCA. There's a lot of contestants that uh, are great athletes and they love their their animal companions and so the, the sport in general is on a strong rise. Certainly fuel prices have put a damper just a tick on, on a lot of rodeos this year, it's expensive to come up from California or Texas or Oklahoma or where, what have you. So some of those folks have had to make business decisions about where they're going to go and how far they're willing to travel. Completely understandable. However, we're thrilled to announce here in Ellensburg we're such a, a large draw, right? People love to come to our event because of the special, unique you know, atmosphere and characteristic of our event, the people that are a part of our event, and the payout. 
that our our com- participation numbers are are really really strong. They're even better than we had last year, for example. Uh, bareback riding event this time of year is kind of tough. That's our least number of participants. We're we're just a tick under forty as far as those uh, cowboys that have signed up for that event. But the rest of the events we've effectively limited out. Right, we've just got as many as we could possibly handle. Uh, and so we're really excited about uh, the energy and the enthusiasm that the contestants are having as they're coming to Ellensburg. That is impressive, especially yeah. in this time, of, like you said, with fuel prices and such. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, some of our smaller rodeos in the Northwest are struggling to get uh, contestants. And that's just that is a, a difficult reality and a business decision that a lot of those folks are making. Uh, but we're we're pretty we're pretty proud and pretty thrilled with uh, the folks that are willing to come to Ellensburg. Yeah, one of the stats I heard was 110 barrel racers. Yes, yeah. I mean that's that's a lot of barrel racers. That's a lot of barrel racers. A lot of cans to pick up. A lot of lot of lot of ground to rake. Yeah. And and uh, but we're looking forward to having them. And just so for the listeners, those those folks filter through from Thursday through Monday. Yeah. You know, all these contestants, hundreds of contestants, absolutely are going to filter through. So yep. you know, don't just wait for the finals. Yeah. Uh, you can come watch Slack. That's free. Yep. Can you break down the, um, the events yeah, on, abs- on Monday? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start off with our PRCA based events, right? So we'll start off with bareback riding. Most of the weekend, we start off with bulls for the energy and we end with bulls as well, but Monday is special because it's a focus on the champion. So we'll start off with the more traditional order and we'll start off with the bareback riders, and we'll go again from 12 to 1, and we will f- identify that champion and crown them before we conclude that event. So that's what's really fun about Monday is not only are you watching the best stock and the best athletes, you actually get to figure out who's the winner, and that's a really exciting thing. So we're going to start off with bareback riding, and then <clears throat> we'll move into stir wrestling and then uh, tie-down roping. What's interesting about tie-down roping is when we're – when we complete with the tie-down roping on the PRCA side, we also have a rich tradition here in the Kittitas Valley of having the roping club a part of our great rodeo. Yes. And Monday's where we feature them as well. So they, the local contestants here in the Valley, have been working their tails off for the right and the privilege to show up in our arena on Monday. Yes. And so they will then be roping uh, to show off their talents. Uh, and it's really exciting, and, the, and the, uh, the fans love it as well. Yes. So we will crown a county roping champion for both the tie-down roping and the breakaway roping and then also uh, the team roping, as well as on the barrel side. So uh, uh, we have county participants that have earned their right into the Monday finals as well. Beyond that, we'll round out the rest of the, uh, the PRCA events. We'll go back to saddle, bro- saddle bronc riding. We'll finish off with barrel racing, and then bull riding is always our end. So those are the PRCA events. We'll also mix in a little bit of wild cow milking. That's not a okay. PRCA event, but that's a local favorite, and we do have some PRCA cowboys that'll that'll interrupt for that because it's a lot of fun. It's a hoot. If you haven't seen wild cow milking, uh, definitely make sure you're not uh, out of your seat for, for that event. That's a, a lot of fun. So wild cow milking, and we'll, we'll be crowning a champion in that event. And then lastly, but not leastly, we'll, uh, we'll be uh, bringing in the posses as well. So the posses will be competing in what you call the, the, the hide race. And so that always is something that's fun to bring in on Monday. So again, on Monday finals, we have the absolute best stock. You won't find better stock even in the NFR in December. We, we're, we're really fortunate to have great partners on the stock contractor side, and they reserve their best animals for Monday. And then again, we've already talked about the fact that those contestants earn their way into Monday. So Monday is really magical when it comes to the, the top-end talent and that rodeo experience. Uh, honestly, of course, I'm biased, but I don't think you're going to find a better rodeo 
at all other than Ellensburg uh, Monday finals. Right. So anything else you want to add to Monday finals that uh, our listeners need to know about? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great day. A lot of locals are there together. It is. And, you know, from a ticket standpoint, you know, we are really full and busy throughout the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, we're essentially sold out in our events. And so sometimes people don't really want to deal with uh, quote unquote, the rat race, understandable. So give this a thought, you know, if you want to kind of avoid the big, big crowds, come on Monday. Monday is actually the best rodeo action. And Monday we do have a little bit more elbow room. Uh, and, and so I'd encourage you if you're, if you're living in the Valley or you're, you're, you're close within an easy day drive, which a lot of people are, uh, definitely circle Monday on your calendar. Well, perfect. And I, I kind of jumped ahead by having you talk about Monday finals and everything rodeo. We kind of jumped over, um, the board of directors and, you know, we're going to talk with Kendra here in a little bit about top hand. So can you tell us a little bit about the you know, board of directors itself, the makeup and what it is. And certainly so that people understand that there's a, you know, a large group of volunteers that do this. Yeah. So I'm privileged this year to be the president of our board of directors. We have a 17 member, all volunteer member board. And so that's something that's really proud. It's a great mix of folks with lots of experience that bring all kinds of professional skills and experience and talents to the board. Some are farmers, some sell fertilizer, some are, you know, law enforcement officers, some are lawyers, right? There's all kinds of folks that have a mix of experience and talent. And these are folks that are passionate about two things. They're passionate about rodeo and they're passionate about Ellensburg. And so we work all year long uh, as the leaders of this organization, but obviously we can't get it all done ourselves. 17 hands is just not enough, right? Beyond our wives and our families, we then kind of plan where our job is to plan and orchestrate, teach and coach, and then fill in where necessary because we do lean hard on our top hands and, uh, and uh, posse as well as the, the whole myriad of volunteers that help us pull the rodeo off. But the, the Ellensburg Board of Directors are really, really um, infl- important about the planning part of it, the production side of things. We have a, a team that focuses on the production aspects of what you see in the arena but we have three other teams that are focused on all kinds of things that maybe you don't necessarily see right away. They're focused on the customer experience, sales and marketing, ticketing, parking, right? And getting customers in into the right place and having experiences and vendors and food and beverage for them to enjoy, right? So in addition to production, we have a customer team. We have teams that are responsible for our great partners, our sponsors, our Gold Buckle members and the like. Those are major programs for us to make sure that we can continue to, to grow and build our rodeo. Uh, working with those partners of, of the sponsors and the Gold Buckle members is another important aspect of what we do. And then, of course, just the logistics of all the operations, the grounds, the cleaning, the, the repair, the painting, all of that. And we have another great group of folks that are focused on the operational aspects. So that's really a quick thumbnail sketch of the board of directors and what we're responsible for. And uh, again, they, they're just passionate about rodeo and they're passionate about Ellensburg. Yeah, and we just want everyone to know that, this, like Brian said, this is all volunteer. I heard the other day that you were paid. Um, someone in the community told me that, that the uh, president's paid, but I said no. <laughs> so so sorry about that. But, you know, this uh, volunteerism is important in our community. It's critical. And this couldn't happen without volunteers. So uh, we just want our listeners to understand that, that it wouldn't happen without everybody in the community, hundreds of hundreds of people. So, all right, Brian, we appreciate that. Appreciate your time here at the table with us tonight. And Kendra Sturkle, we want to jump over to you and uh, let our listeners know about Top Hands. What is 
What is a top end? Well, thanks for, for having me here today so to kind of explain what the Top Hand Group is. It is a volunteer working group. We are the right hands of the directors. We have a director over us, and we have several um, key events that we take care of uh, under the direction of the director that is assigned <laughs> to us. We started this group, the Top Hands, in 1988, with 21 members and it has progressed uh, until recently they upped the numbers to 25 currently we have 24 members active members and five emeritus members that have wealth of information and we use them as well um, i highly recommend if you have the love of sport of rodeo and want to give back to your community Put that application in for a top hand and uh, volunteer and, and check it out because we do so much behind the scenes in getting the performance off the ground and all these other events that is crucial uh, to make it run smoothly for you uh, to experience it. And this group is has so many talented people and everybody has their own craft that they bring to the table and resources, and that's what makes our group just unique in, in, in making it a successful rodeo or other events such as a concert. Um, key things that you probably know committee-wise, the Grand Parade on Saturday uh, is head up by Claire Alderman, and what a great day to start the, the parade off. Nice. I, you know, have... My own duties uh, that I have uh, acquired is the dress committee, which is outfitting um, our group with our uniform and making sure badges and shirts and everything are ordered in a time. And we look, you know, sharp uh, and easy to recognize. I also take care of the Yakima Nation uh, rodeo encampment and all their activities. And I I think that when I said earlier, you know, please come and see this great group uh, perform. They perform every day prior to the performance in the arena, in the dirt, or come down the great sage trail down into the arena that kicks off the whole rodeo. It's a tradition, long-lived tradition of a horseback coming into the arena so many, you know, things that, that they do and love to share and educate. Um, the rural court talk about education. This would be, you know, they are very, very open to questions and how things are done and where they're going and talk about their, their handed down regalia and such. And so I was given the honor last year in giving my Indian identity and name, which is Washet Ayuk Ayat, which roughly translated is uh, rodeo woman or rodeo lady. And uh, I take this honor. Um, it doesn't happen very often, but I know that the years that I've been in the village and taking care of uh, all the activities there, which has almost been 23 years with them, that I've earned their respect. And uh, yes, just... I learn things, you know, every year, new. <laughs> you know, it's an ongoing learning curve for me as well. But uh, they do exhibition dancing over in the fair side on Saturday and Sunday, and I highly encourage people to catch that show as well. 
the the very cool thing about when we do our own powwow um, every day uh, except for Friday and Monday um, in the village itself is all ages. And so you get to see the different songs and the drum team doing their thing. And it's a competition, you know, that the kids really get excited in there. And so uh, those are highlights. But as far as the top ends is concerned, we all have our own responsibilities to pull things off. And uh, it, it ranges in so many things from preparation, you know, Brian talked about painting. I mean, I've been fortunate <laughs> to actually paint the inside of the arena where it says Ellensburg Rodeo, Labor Day weekend. You how, know. how many times have you painted that arena? In the 32 years that I've been a top hand, I would say probably 20 sometimes. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it takes a lot of patience, um, but it's really a pride-building thing uh, when you, you see it all, you know, so nice and crisp and presentable. And it's a well-recognized in many photos, you know, from photojournalists that, you know, take shots for that. Or uh, That's our backdrop. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. And so many things like that. We just try to do the production end of it and do the best that we can do. I mean, our rodeo, uh, our mission statement basically says... Uh, the mission statement of the Ellensburg Rodeo Top Hand Association is to support and assist the Ellensburg Rodeo Board of Directors in a production of one of the top rodeos in the world by using all our talents and resources. I think that really says it all because it we have so much talent in our group. Yes, and it couldn't be done without the Top Hands. So we appreciate you and all the top hands and everything that's done. And sometimes that gets uh, unrecognized, but it's that's how the rodeo comes together. Well, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. You bet. So if you would like to become an Ellensburg Rodeo top hand, you can go to our website, ellensburgrodeo.com, and uh, you can send a request in that way and put an application. So There's thank you. one right on the website. They can just click the link and fill it out. Fill it out. <laughs> yep. So. Perfect. All right. Well, we're kind of winding down here. And uh, does anybody else have anything to add that we've missed for Monday, September 5th? Anybody? Going once? Going twice? All right. Well, we're going to wind down here and wrap it up. Podcast number six, we uh, we want to thank all of our volunteers. This is our last day of rodeo, uh, Monday finals. And we want to thank the Ellensburg Rodeo Royal Court, Ellensburg Rodeo Top Hands, Ellensburg Rodeo Posse, and the hundreds of other volunteers and i guess uh, we'll also thank the ellensburg rodeo board of directors as well so that's a wrap folks we'll see you labor day weekend i would like to give a special thanks to our top sponsors cores crown royal waste management canutes and lumber pape consolidated communications pepsi yeti anderson hay and green century 21 centerpoint and Wrangler. Come check us out on the web at ellensburgrodeo.com.